Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to your video. I'm your host, Sean Murray. It has been probably about four or five days, give or take, I believe, somewhere around there. But uh, we are back again, as I've always stated, work. You know, work is a big thing for me. That's when you work 1.30 to 10, you'll get a chance to really do some of the episodes on life, too. Um, I know there was a, uh, a few days ago that I, there was a couple of episodes I did do when I came home from work, but there are certain days that you have, certain days where you come home and you're just too tired, you don't feel like really doing one. Now, and I've had, I've had the stretches when there's days I don't feel like doing one. Now today, I do have, I do have the day off, so I do get a chance to catch up on some, some stuff. Um, like most podcasters, if you are like, I guess if you're like, like me, and I've said this before, uh, sometimes I'll write episodes out. I can go maybe three episodes in advance of what, of what I want to talk about in each and every episode. So, And I'm sure some podcasts are like that. Some are stretched out to where they really detail pretty much every single episode. Uh, I don't go into much detail about what I have four subjects that I picked out for every podcast or every episode I want to talk about. And again, just like this episode and all the episodes, I will, uh, that's kind of what, what I do. In this episode, we'll talk about a well. Do a follow up. The very last uh, subject I brought up was uh, Cooper Cup, and uh, the subject was that he got he did get hurt doing a uh, during camp. We will uh, update you pretty much the first thing we'll talk about is an update on uh, update on that, and uh, we'll certainly uh, we'll start talk about the update on his on his condition. Is the first thing we'll start off with. Um, maybe the very next thing is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about the quarterback on uh, the top of the uh, quarterback. Uh, Situation with Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and uh, and we'll talk about that situation. And uh, we get kind of uh, mixed reviews. Uh, we'll talk about the mixed reviews. Uh, some some believe the quarterback situation is is closer than you than you would think. So we'll talk. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about a teammate actually giving a uh, giving a home team discount. And we'll talk about why he gave the home team the home team it's a, a discount or take a, a cut and pay to uh, to help out his team down the road. We'll talk about him, and you're probably going to play what I'm talking about. And the very last things we'll talk about the Jonathan Taylor situation, where the Colts are kind of so much worried about how they signed a veteran running back. We'll talk about the veteran running back that they that they did sign, and we'll talk about him. And where does that leave you know Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? We'll talk about this after my very final thought. Uh, for those who join me for the first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. Now, I've always stated, please, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Whoever you need to invite, please invite them on in. I've always stated before, I'll continue to state. We're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. I enjoy talking football. It means a lot to me. Again, I wish I could turn this into a... Um, conglomerate or something to the point where I can talk about football all day long and uh, certainly get paid for it but unfortunately that's not the way that's not the way the world works right you have to do a regular nine to five job and that's exactly what, that's exactly what I do to put uh, as they say what's the old expression go put, put a roof over your head and put food on the table that's the old expression that's what I've been doing for 33 years and I will continue to do so until I guess the body tells me that it can't that it can't really go no more and I'm sure that day will probably come sooner rather, maybe rather than later. Well, hopefully it'll be later. Um, like I said, I had a, had a gentleman at work told me, he says, he says, John, you think about it, you got eight more years until you can actually retire. And me thought to myself, eight more years. Kind of hard to imagine or believe, but 
He is right. I got eight more years to go, but I first I wish I could cut those eight years, eight years down to uh, next to nothing. Unfortunately, that's not the way the way it goes. Um, for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them on in. Certainly look forward to uh, certainly look forward to uh, hoping you get a chance to listen to my podcast, and I hope if you're a Viewers has been from day one. Greatly appreciate, greatly appreciate your time every single every single day, every single second, minute, hour that you or if you ever get a chance to listen to the uh, Flip Over podcast. Uh, if you have any questions for me whatsoever, please reach me on Facebook and Spotify. I have two places you can reach reach me on. Uh, I'll answer any football related question that you want from me whatsoever. Um, I want to hear your opinions. I mean, how do you think this? crazy 2023 football season is going to go down. Um, it all starts with Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions on on Thursday Night Football. And it ends up with Aaron Rodgers in his debut on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. So that's how week one kind of ends. Um, again, there are some robbery games. I know the uh, Bengals are taking on the Ravens. The robbery game, first week of the season. So again, or I might take it back. I think it's Cleveland. It might be Cincinnati and Cleveland. I might might be mistake, mistaken on that. I apologize. I believe it's Cincinnati and Cleveland again. Robbery game. So again, and again, if you're not listening to me on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just a few that have allowed me to uh, talk football and those platforms have allowed me to do so. And I greatly appreciate that for giving me the opportunity to uh, certainly, certainly do that. Um, before we go any further, start jumping into football news. I want to thank uh, some new Facebook uh, viewers and followers, uh, more small businesses, you know, um, bands, musicians, models, bloggers, writers. Um, there are a lot of different people that have reached out to me. I greatly appreciate you doing so. And please, I've always stated, please, and tell your clientele, your bandmates, your fans, fellow bloggers, fellow writers, fellow uh, podcasters. Please tell them about Flea Flicker. I'm always looking to try to continue to build and build on uh, what I have started a couple of years ago. And I want to continue to do so. And I want to continue to, you know, continue to, to grow. Again, I've always stated before, I do I do make my sheer mistakes when I do the podcast. Everything is off the top of my head. And I, I know a lot of excellent podcasters out there. If they make a mistake, they'll go back, they'll edit it and, you know, and correct their mistakes. I don't do. I don't do so. This is kind of a first shoot, first take type of thing, right? And what was that show years? You know, first show, first take. Again, that's pretty much my shoot. First take on on all on anything that uh, if I make a mistake, you know, I'll come back and I'll do my best to correct it. And certainly, I've made my mistakes. So, uh, but again, it's just one man's opinion on the world of football. Name, name a million or million different viewers out there that have podcasts, talk shows. They have the same opinions I have. Theirs may vary from mine a little bit, but then again, hey, everybody's got opinion. That's why they call it the greatest country in the world, the old USFA, because it's freedom of speech, right? And that's basically what it's all about. Uh, I've bored you enough. Let's jump in what we're talking about. Football, right? That's what we're talking about. And let's start off with a follow-up. Uh, like I told you before, at the top of the top of the episode, the very last thing we talked about in the very last episode was the injury to Cooper Cup. Uh, he was running a uh, he was running a route and, and uh, drilled. He came up. He 
came up short and was holding his leg. Now, reports are that he has uh, he has a it's a hamstring injury. Uh, according to the Rams, it is not serious. He will say probably a couple of weeks, and he'll be back in there. Should be after a couple of weeks. So it's good news for um, for Ram fans, and certainly if you got uh, if you have a fantasy football dynasty, yeah, then uh, or a keeper league, have you want to say it? Uh, that is probably good news for you. That it's not a serious injury. He did not like you know he tore an ACL or Achilles injury and again. That is good news. And of course here, every time I turn around, it seems like every single day somebody's got a calf strain, somebody's tore their Achilles. Uh, what is it? The uh, I know the Saints, they had a uh, running back, uh, Eno Benjamin. I think he got, he pulled a, um, I think he tore an ACL, I believe he's done for the season. And there's been offensive linemen that have gotten hurt. I mean, again, every time you turn around, like I said, it seems like somebody's getting hurt in camp. Now for the Rams, the Rams, it is a little bit concerning. Again, the Rams are trying to rebuild. It was a couple of years ago. This team was a Super Bowl champions. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl in a, a great, you know, great season. They made the trade uh, to get Matthew Stratford. They thought he was an upgrade over Jared Goff, and at the time, certainly so. And Stratford was an upgrade over Goff. Again, the offensive line was a lot better than it is now. Uh, the running game is, I don't know if the running game has really changed that much. It really hasn't. Um, now Cam Akers, uh, you got to remember Cam Akers last year, what was it, last year, Akers was pretty much on the team, he was going to be off the team, uh, yeah, I think they sent him home, he was going to get traded, and then he ended up being the best running back towards the end of the season, and uh, Daryl Henderson, who was the top running back while he was gone, well, it, it was Henderson who ended up getting released, and Akers stayed around, again, and I'll say this, I know a lot of people said that Cam Akers Aker could be a super pick for those fans and fantasy football fans out there, and he has the capability of being a thousand yard rusher. Now I know that um Sean McFay loves to rotate his running backs, but Akers to me is certainly the lead back by far on the Rams. So take that for what it's worth. But Cooper Cup is the man that catches probably about what <laughs> what sixty seven percent of the Rams passes or as soon as be seems to be the case. Well, Last year they found out uh, he got hurt. He sat out the rest of the year. The Rams didn't want to take any chances. They were pretty much out of contention. They had a rough year. I mean, Stratford got hurt. Cub got hurt. Aaron Donald got hurt. But again, that's 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 what happened. And again, that's the crazy world of um, football. You go from being world champs one year to yeah to be not making the playoffs the yeah, next year, and the Rams not the only team. In the history of the NFL, has not done that. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's parts where Sean McVay, he was upset. Maybe he wanted to retire. People thought maybe Aaron Donald, he was going to retire for the Super Bowl, but he came back. There's been so many things about them. Uh, there was rumors at one time that maybe the Rams would just rebuild. They maybe trade Matthew Stratford off to a team that needed a, a quarterback, you know, that could put him in the playoffs or, you know, get him maybe into the Super Bowl. Um People thought about maybe Aaron Donald was a possibility of maybe him finally getting traded and how much of a defensive piece he would be to anybody's to anybody's team. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup could be a possibility if he's 100% healthy. Who knows? Somebody can use that top-notch receiver to help to help, to help, help the team out moving forward. But for Cooper Cup, it is very, it's very important that he's 100%, 100% healthy. Again, uh, you know, Van Jefferson, he was hurt some of last year. He came back and... Van did seem to have a decent rapport with Baker Mayfield. Maybe not so much more 
Matthew Stratford, but he had a good report with Baker Mayfield. Of course, Baker's now off in Tampa Bay, and we'll get a chance to talk about Baker here very shortly. But again, the Rams, it is concerning. It is they did have a hamstring injury, but again, they considered not serious. Again, with again, the receiving core is still relatively young. I mean, you know, Cooper is certainly the veteran of the group. You got Van Jefferson, uh, the Allen Robinson thing didn't work out. They traded him off to the Steelers. Again, there were a couple of uh, couple of guys that stepped up last year. There were young players stepped up and did very well. Uh, Tyler Higby was a man that went uh, upped his game last year. He became a top offensive weapon for the. Uh, for the Rams last year, and the tight end is back again this year. So, to be honest with you, other than Cooper Cup and maybe Tyler Higby, uh, Van Jefferson certainly he needs to step up his game. And the running game, there's got to be a running game. Cam Akers has got to has got to step up his game. He's got to be an eight thousand yard rusher. Now, with Stratford, the biggest thing was Stratford. Can Stratford Kelly Pro pull seventeen games? Matthew's been dinged banged up the last few years. I mean, towards it is run to the short lines. He was banged up and dinged, and, you know, and dinged up. Now, I know Matthew, he, Matthew, we all, we, if you have not heard Matthew, I know, I know a few years ago, you know, uh, his, I believe it was his wife, his wife uh, had a cancer, had, had cancer, but I think it's in remission, so which is great, great to hear. So I'm sure that would run through, and that would run through Matthew Trevor or anybody, or anybody's mind, yeah, if a loved one has, you know, has cancer, but again, I'm glad to hear that it's a remission, and I certainly hope it stays a remission, and I wish certainly her the best, the best in the world. But again, for the Rams, it, it gets to the point is, uh, you, look at the, you look at the NFC West, the only team that might be better in that division is maybe the Cardinals, and the Cardinals could be in one of those rebuilding modes, even though that is a something you don't want to tell a team we're in a rebuilding mode, but to me the Rams, but no, not the Rams, but the Cardinals were in that mode. And again, I can't see the Rams getting past the 49ers. I don't see them getting past Seattle. Again, again the biggest thing is Stratford. Can he stay the full 17 games? Matthew can still, Matthew is still a pretty decent quarterback in his league. But again, you know, Matthew is not going to get the press of Holmes or Josh Allen. He's not going to be considered Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. He's not going to be considered among those guys. But again, he is still a middle-line quarterback and can still get the job done. The biggest thing with Stratford is, is the offensive line, and that's still a concern for the Rams. you got to remember, when Matthew Stratford had top good had numbers, he had a good offensive line. Again, he doesn't have the offensive line, and again, the running game is still not, is not the best in the world. Hopefully, Akers, if he stays healthy, full 17 games, Sean McFay feeds him the block, maybe that can change a little bit. But again, Stratford's going to rely on Cooper Cup again, which is nothing wrong with rely on Cooper Cup. He's, he's been a pretty solid pro since he's entered this league. But again, can you find a consistent number two to go with Cooper Cup? That's going to be the biggest thing. And again, hopefully Van Jefferson is supposed to be that guy, but Van has not done that. Of course, Van coming out of the University of Florida has not really been a consistent number two guy. They thought Allen Robinson was going to be that guy, but he wasn't that guy. Robert Woods, a few years ago, was a good number two for Cooper Cup, but he, he suffered an ACL injury, which led to his you know, dismissal from basically from the Rams around the time of the Tennessee Titans last year. And that was a pretty much bust, a bust for Woods last year. Woods is now going to Houston Texans, where he'll be catching passes probably from 
we're going to see a young C.J. Stroud. But again, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes down. But again, Vance Jefferson has to step up his game to be a consistent number two. Now, if, if he can be a consistent number two with Cup and Higby, maybe you've got a little bit of a passing game back. But the biggest thing with them is the offensive line. That is the biggest thing. Can he keep Matthew Stratford upright? Can you have a running game? That's the biggest thing with Sean McVay in that offense right now. That's the biggest thing with him. But again, no, I don't see him getting past the 49ers. I don't see him getting past Seattle Seahawks. Defensively, there's a little turnover defense. There is no Jalen Ramsey. He's off to Miami now. And again, yes, Aaron Donald's still there, but the defense has gone through some changes. I mean, you had what, Vaughn Miller a couple years ago. He's gone. You had Bobby Wagner for a year. He's gone back to Seattle. So again, the defense is in a little bit, uh, in, in a little bit of a flux. But again, with the Rams, I don't want to say it's a rebuilding mode for the Rams because you still have some veterans that are on that Super Bowl team. And again, McVay. You have to wonder a guy as good of a head coach as Sean McVay has been. I mean, McVay has been to two Super Bowls and he's won one. So Sean McVay does know what he's doing as a head football coach in this league. But you have to wonder deep down inside. Could Sean McFay be burning out? I mean, there's been talk that he was going to the booth. Uh, he was working with Amazon Prime. There's one room that he was going to work, work, work with them. But, I mean, would Sean McFay pull a Sean Payton? Would he go ahead to the booth, take a year off, and then get a head coaching job? And surely Sean McFay could get a head coaching job in the snap of the finger with any, with any little organization in football. And I'm sure there's a team out there. There's not a team out there that would love to have Sean McFay as their head football coach. But you have to wonder... Sean's in a situation where now he might be in a rebuilding mode. He might be in that, in that mode where, well, if the Rams do not get off to a, a decent start, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be um, talks of possible, you know, hey, maybe we need Trey Matthew Stratford. Maybe we can get something from Matthew Stratford. If it's a quarterback that gets hurt and you know how injuries are in the NFL, they happen. You never know. Maybe a, you know, maybe let's say, for example, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example, let's say that Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask is not working out. Yeah, I mean, and Tampa Bay is in contention with the Saints, you know, trying to win the NFC South. Do, they, do the Buccaneers take a chance and say, you know what, this is our final Super Bowl. We've got one more Super Bowl run in us. Let's go get Matthew Schrankford. Again, I, you can't discount this. Do they do the unthinkable? Would you trade Aaron Donald? Yes, you can get quite a, you can probably get a couple of draft picks for Aaron Donald, I'm sure. But again, I'm sure they'll want maybe a first-round pick for a guy like Aaron Donald. There's not a team in the NFL that wouldn't want Aaron Donald on it. But maybe you got some defensive issues. Maybe you bring a guy like Aaron Donald. Could that, you know, could that change things? And Cooper Cup. Again, we've said this before. It, it, you know, maybe do you trade? Do you trade Cooper off an organization that needs that needs just that one receiver that can maybe take him over the top and help the passing game out? Again, I mean, these are these are thoughts. And again, like I said, the Rams are the same team they were a couple years ago. They're not. I mean, you, you, you take a look at the progress from the Rams, let's say it's the Bengals a couple years ago. The Bengals have maintained a level of consistency, at least. The Rams, they can't say that. Now, the Rams did win a Super Bowl. Again, the Rams went all in. They made all these, you know, trades and trades. They traded for, you know, for Jalen Ramsey. They got 
you know, Matthew Stratford, they made all the trades, they gave up a whole bunch of draft picks, all to win it now. And let's be honest with you, it worked. Because they did win the Super Bowl, right? So it did work. But now, you trade all these draft picks, it's come back to bite you in the butt, because now you have to try to reload, and re, you know, reload your roster. And again, if you're drafted in third or fourth round, you know, every single year for the last couple of years, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to depict your roster. But again, that's the price you pay if you want to win and win now. And again, a lot of teams, the Green Bay Packers, for many, many years, were the organization that wanted to build through the draft. You take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, so it wasn't that long ago, a few years ago, your top three picks were Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Logan Wilson. They were your top three picks in a few years ago. And look, and look how their careers have turned out thus far for the Bengals. Again, it's all about, you know, it's all about, I mean, all about. You talk about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers was a homegrown talent. Aaron Jones, homegrown talent. Devontae Adams, same situation. I mean, again, these are just examples. But for the Rams, the Rams are now going to have to get back to the basics and be a homegrown talent. Again, Stratford's not a homegrown talent. Now, Kane Akers, yes, he is a homegrown talent. Cooper Cup, yes, he's a homegrown talent. And sure is Van Jefferson. There are some guys on the team, don't get me wrong, they're homegrown talents. But again, Aaron Donald is. But again, you have to wonder if they get out of contention. Again, we've said this stated, I don't think they're better than the 49ers. I don't think they're better than Seattle. And that's the situation. Not to say it's not impossible for them to maybe catch a wild card spot. Now, I don't think it's impossible, but again, again, health. Health is always the biggest issue for any NFL team. Can they stay healthy? And with Cooper Cup with his hamstring injury, it is a concern. It is a concern because he's coming off of an injury last year. A hamstring, it's a concern, but but it's not serious. He's going to miss maybe a couple of weeks, and, he, and I'm sure Cooper should be ready to go by week one. Because let's be honest with you, I don't see Sean McFay running Strafford out there, or Cooper Cup out there, or Aaron Donald out there in any preseason games whatsoever. He wants to get these guys ready for week one. And, and now, unless you do like scrimmages against other teams, and that might be that might be the best possibility that you get to see these guys, but they're not going to see any preseason games. Now we'll talk about we'll talk about it not in this episode, maybe in a couple episodes later on about some coaches that are really serious to think about playing their starters in preseason. I mean, there's talk about maybe playing Jordan Love in preseason to get him to get him as much work as possible to get him ready for Week One for Green Bay Packers. That might not be a bad idea. But then again, with Green Bay, after Jordan Love, who do you have as a number two quarterback? And that would be an issue for them. Now, again, with, you know, again, like I said, you will not see any of these Rams starters until probably week one. But for Cooper Cup, it is a concern. I mean, it, it is, a, to me, it's a concern if you're running around hamstring and is not serious, you have for a couple of weeks. And that's certainly good news for uh, for Rand fans. But it does it does become a concern for the Rams itself in general. Can the team bounce back and you know after having a bad year last year? And to be honest with you, I don't see the Rams bouncing I don't see the Rams bouncing back. You could talk about maybe a wild card. Well to be honest with you, I think Philadelphia or Dallas could be a wild card team. I mean do I discount the Giants? 
I'll be honest with you, I don't like discount the commanders. Commanders made some improvements, but I don't like discount the commanders. Um, Detroit's supposed to be a, a team that could be a playoff contender. Minnesota, to get their defense straight, they could be you know, a possibility. The Saints, the Buccaneers, I believe, are contenders. Some people think maybe the Falcons could be because they've made some significant changes in the defense. I'm not sure about that. But yes, I would take a Yes, I would take Seattle. So the NFC, but you know, again, there are probably teams that have a better chance to make it than the Rams. Now, I'll say this about the Rams though this. Luckily enough, they're not in the AFC because they're in the AFC. There was no there was no chance in the world would make would make make that adjustment, but or maybe make the playoffs. But for the Rams intent in general, is not without the realm of possibility. But I just don't see them doing so. And again, we talk about contention. Do they follow contention? No, I wouldn't be totally shocked at all. They trade Danny Trapper and try you know and get a quarterback that they build for the future. Now, they did draft was Stinson Bennett from um from the University of Georgia. I mean, could there be a possibility that Bennett could be the quarterback of the future for the Rams? Again, put it out there. Right now, I think Bennett is considered to be maybe the possibility to be a backup for Matthew Stratford. University of Georgia guy backs up a University of Georgia quarterback. But again, there's been rumors that there have been they have been impressed with Bennett thus far, and who knows? If Matthew gets traded, Bennett steps in as the quarterback of the future. And again, what does that mean? What does that mean? Could Cooper Cup go on? Could Aaron Donald go? Could somebody else go? Again, that's a very strong possibility if you know, if it happens like that. But again, and again, if that's the case, is the Rams could have a high draft pick next year. And again, they continue to rebuild. But then again, you have to wonder if starting to lose, will it, will it get to Sean McFay? And then can you see it now? Of course, can you see Sean McFay in the AFC and coaching New England Patriots? Because it seems like Belichick's job seems to be in jeopardy to some extent. Maybe. I mean, I'll put it out there. That'd be kind of the weirdest possibility. But again, but again, I mean, what about that? If you do that, just could you see a Zach Taylor going from Cincinnati back to yeah, back to L.A.? Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen stranger things happen, right? Then again, gosh, it's Sean McVay in Cincinnati. I would love to have that. That'd be that'd be interesting. Don't think that's going to happen, but that'd be interesting. But I mean, you know, with that old soap opera, as the world turns, if, you, if, you, if anybody my age that listens to the podcast remember the as the world turns, well, that's kind of like what the Rams are, as the world turns. You never know. That's kind of the way of the world of the NFL, as the world turns. But for Cooper Cup, certainly I hope that his uh, hamstring heals up. He's back. He's one of the top receivers in the game. But for the Rams... It does come to a concern, not only because of the hamstring, but again, it's a concern that maybe times are changing, that the Rams are no longer the no longer the threat that people really believe that they are. And again, you know, Matthew Stratford, he's not getting any younger. Cooper Cup, I believe, is what, 30 now? I believe, not saying that's old. And Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is what, I believe he's what, 30 now too, and he's probably older than that. So again, we're getting to the point where the Rams are now, I'm not saying they're, going, they're getting old, and you have to wonder, and you have to wonder, you know, how much longer can the Rams be a viable contender in this league? And again, they might get to the point where, hey, it's that cuss where we talk about in the world of football, 
rebuilding. And again, we're getting the oil in their hands. They may have to think about rebuilding. And again, UNL, again, I get it for the LA fans. You went all in and you got your Super Bowl. You've done your job. But now the part is now you're paying for the success. And I hate to say that, but sometimes in this in this world, sometimes you sometimes you pay for success. And I hate this and that's it's weird, it's crazy to say that. But again, that's life. You achieve you achieve what you want to achieve, and then all of a sudden you hit those lows. Well, right now, the Rams have achieved the Lombardi Trophy, and now the Rams are comp on the highest of high, but maybe they're hitting the lows of low. And for Rams, for Ram fans, I hate to say it, but the 49ers are not going anywhere, and Seattle continues to get a little bit better. Now, again, the Cardinals, they've got a ways to go, but you're probably better than the Cardinals, but again, you want to be the NFC West champs. You want to get back to the Super Bowl. And who doesn't want to hold the Lombardi Trophy one more time? But again, for Ram fans, we got to be realistic here. I don't see a playoff. I don't see a playoff. And again, I believe don't be surprised. Don't be shocked if that you guys end up, that you guys end up, shall we say, um, I hate to say it like this, but might be that rebuilding mode here soon. And the last segment we mentioned Baker Mayfield. And we did mention Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about the competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Now, there was a report put out last week that the quarterback competition appears to be a lot closer than people than people really believe that it is. Now I've also heard conflicting reports. I think I've heard as of a couple of days ago that Baker Mayfield has not really had any, has not really lit up the world, has not let the world on fire in practice. And I think he had several interceptions, I think, in one in one session. And then again, I've heard some people say that Kyle Trask has not looked that bad in, in camp. So, so again, here's where the problem comes in. Now Baker, you gotta remember Baker was supposed to be the was supposed to be the the guy that's gonna lead the Cleveland Browns to the promised land for the next several years. And Baker had one good year. He had he had one good year. Basically, he did get the Browns to a playoff and won a playoff game. But since then, Baker has been downhill has gone down ever since. Now, Baker had a little bit of resurgence with the Rams last year in Sean McFay. So much so that Tampa Bay Buccaneers thought, okay, well, we need to sign him. Now I get it that Brady has gone off, has gone off. He's retired. He's uh, part owner of the Raiders now. And I believe he's what um, he's gotten. He's gotten involved in some other things as well. Uh, what is it, the soccer team? I think he's got involved with. Like with some of the team he's got now. I think it's some of the sport he's got involved involved yet. But again. For Baker Mayfield, I mean, a lot of people thought that this would not be really a competition because everyone thought, well, Baker's got the is the experienced vet. He should just he should just waltz. He should take his job from Kyle Trask, no problem whatsoever. Kyle Trask has hardly thrown any passes, only except in preseason. He has not seen, I think he has seen one live action game, and Baker at least has seen several games. And a lot of people feel that Baker was Baker would be the and the Baker would just run away this job. But unfortunately, it appears not to be the, be the case here. It appears to be that at least 
from media reports that this job could be closer and closer than it really is. Now, I get it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is you're learning a new system. You got a new, you know, you're learning a new system. I get that and understand that. But again, to me, Baker should be still running away with this. But again, if it's if it's that if it's that so much close, they're even thinking about playing maybe possibly maybe Kyle Trask as the start as a starting quarterback. This is that isn't that isn't to me sound good for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans and the brass. Again, that's why I've always went with the Saints right now as far as winning position is because of that quarterback spot. To me. I've always said I have more confidence in Derek Carr than I've got in Baker and Kyle Trask. And to me, that, and that's, you know, and that's, about, that's the bottom line. It's not that Tampa Bay doesn't have talent, because they do have talent. They have a decent offensive line. The running game, you rely on the second year, Rashard White to be your, your top running back. And Rashard, when he had opportunities, did play pretty well for the Buccaneers last year. You still got a Mike Evans or Chris Collard and a Russell Cage. So you, you got something there. You got a veteran defense. So it's not it's not that Tampa Bay it's not Tampa Bay to me could have a shot at a wild card spot. But the bottom line is it's the quarterback. And again, and if Baker and if Baker is not looking good in camp, you have to wonder deep down inside if they're they're going to start banging their heads in the wall and saying, well, why do we think why do we why do we sign Baker Mayfield? I mean. Again, I know Sean McVay can work wonders on a quarterback. I mean, I mean Jared Goff was a basket case when, when Jeff Fisher had him. Sean McVay rolls in, he makes Jared Goff look like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now Matthew Stratford was a decent quarterback in this league, but again, he brought Matthew Stratford in. He was able to take Matthew Stratford to the next level and even get a Super Bowl. I mean, Sean McVay even looked, made Baker Mayfield look respectable, a little respectable. So again, I mean, Sean McVay knows how to work quarterback, but again, you have to wonder. Todd Bowles, yeah, I don't think Todd Bowles is that guy. You've got a new offensive coordinator. Now, the offensive coordinator did a, was the quarterback's coach for the uh, Seattle Seahawks last year. He did a good job working with Geno Smith. Geno had a career year last year. Now, he's, now, he's, now, now he, his task is to come in and make Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trash look like Hall of Famers. And that's what he's that's what he has to do. And he has to get the he has to get the Buck the Bucks back, you know, right back into the playoff picture and get them back into you know, doing you know, and doing some playoff games. Now, you can make an argument that Brady didn't have the greatest year in the world last year, but at maybe forty was going on what, forty six years old, I might trust Brady more than I trust Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask at this stage. And it, it's worse than that Baker has not pulled away, you know, pulled away with the talent he has around him. And he's got, like he said, he's got he's got some good receivers. So it can't be so yeah. So it can't be that he doesn't have the weapons because he's got the weapons. You've got Mike Evans who's been a thousand yard receiver since he's earned his league. Chris Godwin is one of the better receivers in the league. And Russell Cage is a solid number three receiver if he if he stays healthy. So it's not like he doesn't have weapons. You've got Rashard White who's a pretty decent weapon at the backfield. So again Again, it's not a good sign. Now, again, like you said, a new system that means Baker and Kyle would Kyle Trash would be on the on the same playing field. Maybe even because they both got to learn a new system. But if Baker's going out there and he's not looking good in camp, throwing interceptions, 
you have to wonder when the Bucks look somewhere else. Yeah. For a veteran quarterback, and and the the list is kind of was kind of short. Now it's a very short list. Now, and I wouldn't know who to go get. Now I'll go back and say this. Now, Matt Ryan. Now, Grant Mike Ryan is going into the broadcasting booth, but Matt Ryan does not discount the theory that he is not completely finished with the game of football. I mean, I mean, do you reach out to Matt Ryan? Now, Matt Ryan comes in, he'd have a better offensive line than he had the Colts. He would have a heck of a lot better weapons. I might take my chance with Matt Ryan throwing the football than I would Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Now, again, I'm interested to see how this, how this moves forward. Now, again, I don't know who Todd Bowles' mindset is. He go with Baker or Kyle Trask played, I mean, I'm sure Kyle will play preseason football, but, but I'm assuming he's got to play Baker Mayfield in preseason as well. But again, you have to realize, in the first preseason game, you're going to have vanilla defenses. You're not going to put your best defense in, you're not going to put your best defensive playing call on the field. And again, and if Beck goes out there in his first, you know, game and goes and, you know, plays one series, and let's say he goes five for five for like 60 yards and a touchdown, yeah, that's not saying much because, again, you're playing against basic vanilla defenses in preseason. Now, if a third preseason game he plays, and let's say, yeah, and let's say he's got to play a, let's say he's got to play a team, you know, that's got a very good defense, yeah, and let's say he gets sacked a couple of times, and he looks 0-4, for 6 and maybe if there's a pick, then, yeah, then we can talk, yeah, then we might be in trouble. But my guess is that both will have to play a lot of preseason football for Todd Bowles to say, okay, I got to go with him. He's my quarterback. Now, again, I'll say as much. How much is Mike Evans going to play? I don't think he's going to play much. Chris Godwin, I don't see it. Plus, occasionally, I don't see him playing a lot as well. Again, Baker and Kyle Trash are not going to throw the pot of those three guys. They're probably, they're, they're going to throw the guys that are trying to make the roster or draft picks or guys that are trying to make the team. That's what Baker and Kyle Trash will be throwing to. They're going to be throwing to those guys. Now, unless Todd Bowles ends up playing those guys in preseason, that's a different story. But... For Baker, it doesn't. For me, for Baker, it doesn't look good that you that you are that you're a veteran quarterback in this league. Now, Kyle Trask, I think he's going into year three. And again, we said Kyle has not seen. It might have seen one game, one NFL game. But again, for Baker, it's not a good sign that you have not pulled away. And you know, because you're a veteran in this group, you have not pulled away the job. That's not a good to me. That's not a good sign for you. But for Kyle Trask, it kind of opens it opens the opens the opens the gate for him to come come you know come uh, peeking on in, kicking the door in so to speak, and taking the job away from Baker Mayfield. Now, for some reason, if Kyle Trask takes the job away from Baker Mayfield, then again, I, then again, you have to wonder. You have to wonder, could Baker Mayfield's days in the NFL be over with if he gets unseated by Kyle Trask? And Baker's going to have to you know have to buckle down. He's going to have to play lights out for the rest of the practices, and I'm sure he's going to have to see. He's going to see some preseason game. He's going to, have to look excellent preseason. I think for me to say, you know what, Baker, you're the quarterback. This is your team. Go do what you got to do. Now, can Baker? Yeah, can these two quarterbacks get Buccaneers to the playoffs? The Buccaneers have talent on the team to get back to the playoffs. They've got a veteran team. 
and you have to wonder the Baker with, with Buccaneers, their window of opportunity is closed is closing. But again, this is seen a similar kind of a similar situation with the Rams in this regard. Okay. What if what if the Buccaneers, let's say the Panthers and the Falcons, you know, super succeeded by its expectations and maybe they surpassed the Buc you know, the Buccaneers and the Bucks finished dead last in the division. Well again, do you trade do you trade an offensive lineman? Do you want to consider trading Mike Evans? Do you want to consider trading out Chris Godwin? Or, you know, some on the defense? Uh, do you want to consider trading Devin White on the final year of his contract? Do you consider getting rid of him? Again, again, I put possibilities out there. That's not saying it's not that's a real possibility, but again, that could happen. But for Tampa Bay, this could be the final this could be the final run for Tampa Bay. Yes, it's still a veteran team. Yes, it's got the capability of still making the playoffs. But again, again, I'll go back to what I said stated before. Again, that's why I took the Saints because of Derek Carter is better than Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Again, you've got Bryce, you've got Bryce Young, a, a rookie. you got Desmond Reader who's in his second year. And like I said, Derek Carr is the best quarterback in this division. Right? I mean, you go from being maybe some can make an argument maybe the worst quarterback in the AFC West to maybe the best quarterback in the AFC South. But again, for Baker, my man, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to start stepping your game up. You have to put the lights out. You have to prove to everybody once and for all that you are one of the that that you are worth what the Buccaneers signed you for, and you've got to prove to everybody that yeah that that your time with the Rams was not wasted under the tutelage of Sean McFay. You're gonna have to step your game up. You've got the weapons. You've got, you've got the weapons around you. You can't mess this up, because if you mess this up, you let Kyle Trask take the job from you, then my man, your days in the NFL are pretty much over. I mean, uh, you know, what other team out there would, would take a chance on you? If Tampa Bay was the last team that took a chance on you. I mean, if I'm in Cleveland, Carolina took a chance on you, but you didn't do well in Cleveland, in Carolina. You're luckily that uh, Sean McFay threw a lifeline and took it, and he played played well enough under Sean McFay to the point where he got his contract with Tampa Bay. But Baker, my man, you've got to you've got, you've got to step up. You've got to be the Baker Bayfield that you were in that year that you made the playoffs playoffs with the Cleveland Browns. You've got to be at least that Baker Bayfield. If you can be that Baker Bayfield, then your team has a chance to win this division and get back in the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. But you're going to have to be that guy again. If you can be that guy again, there's a chance. But if you can't find that guy, and you let Kyle Trask beat you out for the job, my man, then your days, your days in the NFL may very well be, may very well be over with. But again, I think deep down inside, Baker, I want to say Baker should still win this job. Should. But again, We'll find out. Will it be Baker? Will it be Kyle Trask? And if Kyle plays, if Kyle steps in this game, we could might see Kyle Trask. And if we see Kyle Trask opening day or you know week one, then Baker, your days in, as a quarterback in the NFL could very well be over with. Now, we've talked all about running back. Running backs have been the biggest thing I think in the last several weeks now, right? About, about running backs and becoming a uh, thing in the past. Nobody wants to pay them the money, and you've got guys like Dalvin Cook out there, um, Zeke, Leonard Fournette, 
Kareem Hunt. You got guys out there, and again, we talk about where nobody wants to pay the running backs the money. Well, now, well, now, Joe Mixon here recently. I think recently took a, took a took a cut took a cut in pay, and Joe came out publicly and said the reason to cut pay is because he sees the bigger picture. It's not so much that the running back pay. For him, he sees a bigger picture that Cincinnati has a chance. He's trying to make you know, more money. He wants to put a lot of money aside for guys like Joe Burrow, Chase, and Higgins down the road because he sees a bigger picture in the city of Cincinnati. Now, I don't discount Joe Mixon's theory off of that. I'm not going to discount his theory. Joe is still cutting pay. I think Logan Wilson, which we'll not get into Logan Wilson in this episode, but Mixon took cutting pay. Wilson got paid, but his contract is restructured to the point, I think, where these guys like Burrow and Chase and Higgins maybe can get their money. Now, again, I got no problem with Joe Mixon, you know, doing what he think he had to do to cut pay because he's looking at a bigger picture. He's looking at hopefully, you know, hopefully another run, maybe another Super Bowl, hopefully a Super Bowl run and Lombardi for the city of Cincinnati. I get that and understand that. Now, now, to me, again, if you're on the other end of the stick, and with the running backs, the way the running back is being kind of like disrespected, if to say, to lack of a better term, being disrespected is because because of all this. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor wants to you know get traded. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is still holding out. You know, Barkley. I mean, Barkley was holding out, but he did get paid, but his contract's for one year. And again, you know, running backs have become like I said a thing of the past. Now, you can say, well, you know, Mixon shouldn't have took a cut in pay. He should have, you know, stood up and told, you know, told the Cincinnati Bengals, hey, you know, screw you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. Screw you. I'm your number one running back. I mean, who do you, yeah, who else you got behind me that, that can take my place? Now, again, now. Again, the second year, I think the number two running back, he got hurt recently. There's reports that he could be he could be done for the year. So that becomes a problem now. Chris Evans, third down back, he might become number two. They drafted Chase Brown. Now a lot of people thought, well, you know, there was a point in time where Mixon's job security in Cincinnati was was highly questionable. Um, I think owner Mike Brown had his doubts. Zach Hill says he's not going anywhere. He's staying with this team. I have confidence in Joe Mixon. Now. Again, and Joe has capability of being a thousand yard rusher in his leg. Um, again, Cincinnati kind of you know drafted in the second round. He had some issues at the University of Oklahoma. Again, the Bengals took a chance on him, and again that chance did pay off. Now, again, I think Mixon is still a decent running back, but Mixon again has those games where last year he would have had five touchdowns in one game. But then again, you look at it. He didn't have much success really after that. And again, the Bengals have gone to a passing team. You got Burrow, Chase, Higgins. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, again, they become they become more of a passing team. But Higgins, but, but Joe Mixon is still a, a, a valuable part of the offense because you got to run the football at some point, right? I mean, I know that, I know the teams want to throw the ball 50 or 60 times a game, but you got to have some of the running game. And Mixon kind of gives the Bengals that much of a running game. But again, now, Mixon is the top running back. Because there's nobody else that's on Joe Mixon's level on that on the Cincinnati Bengals roster, right? There isn't. 
Now, again, this becomes an interesting fit with, I think it was a Taysom Hill, Taysom Williams, excuse me, Tyson Williams, was forcing the number two running back. And he showed signs of improvement last season, but again, he's hurt, could be done for the year. So that's make the number two running back. Chris Evans, Chase Brown, or do you go out and get a, or do you have to go sign a running back? And that's where the, that's where the thing comes in. Now, P. Ryan did a, did a very good job for the Bengals being the number two running back. He's now in Denver. But for Mixon, Mixon, I understand Mixon's point of view. The bottom line is he took less. He took a cut in pay because again he wants to. He wants he wants all the guys to get paid. He wants to have a, a run at the Super Bowl. And I get and I, and I get what Mixon's doing. And again, got no problem with it. But again, I'm sure there's people who have a problem with it. There's some people who have a problem with it because the running backs are getting disrespected. And why would Mixon, you know, take a cut in pay? Because he's feeling disrespected, and again, that becomes an, that's going to become an issue, and that's going to become that's kind of a double-edged sword that Joe Mixon's playing with. But again, Mixon's looking at the bigger picture. He's not looking at the running backs and what they're and what what's being made. Mixon's saying, "You know, I've got a team. I'm getting paid. You know, I mean, the Bengals could have got rid of me." And again, there were talks the Bengals were getting rid of him. He got a couple of you know. Um, He's got a couple of off the field issues, and I think he's still got some. He's still got um, an issue going on, still outside of the, of the field, of the football field as well. And again, you have to wonder. You have to wonder. At some point in time, does that go come back to uh, bite him in the butt? Again, he has not been called to uh, the commissioner's office of all this stuff. At least not that I'm aware of, I'm out knowledge of that. But again, you have to wonder. You have to wonder if, if you know, if Nixon has to call the commissioner's office for all the off-field stuff he's going through, and he's not been charged with any of this stuff. You have to wonder. You got to wonder in the back of my mind. Roger Goodell said, "I need to bite this in the, in the, in the butt too." You know, um, the Alvin Kamara thing. Now with Nixon, do I need to? Yeah, do I need to sit Nixon down, and maybe I need to suspend him a couple of games. But again, you have to wonder whether the Bengals, you know, back in the mind, will the Bengals consider signing one of those veteran running backs? There was a point in time they talked about Zeke. But again, Jake Dak Kelly came out and said Zeke is not part of our is not part of our game plan. not part of our game plan. He, we have no interest in signing Zeke. But again, I think with the number two spot being opened up, do you trust Chris Evans and do you trust, you know, do you trust Chase Brown? Now, for some unexplained reason, if Joe Mixon gets hurt, you have to wonder deep down inside, where does the Bengals running game go? Because if, if, if he's out, now we already know, you know, we already know Joe Burrow has got a calf strain, and he's going to be sitting out, you know, several weeks. Hopefully, and the word on the street is Mixon Burrow should be back by week one. And I'll talk about it in a future episode what a player said, you know, said about said about that. But again, with Mixon, Mixon is kind of like I said, he's in a double-edged sword because the running because the running backs are being disrespected. They're not getting the money. But then again, he's giving up money because he wants other guys to get money so he can win championships. So again, it's a situation I think where Joe Mixon, yeah, you can't win for losing, right? That's kind of one of the old sayings. And Mixon, I think, is in that boat where you can't win for losing. And it doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, but again, I understand Nixon's point of view. He wants to, he, he took the cut and pay because he's looking at a bigger picture. He's looking at what this team can do for maybe, you know, next year, 
or a couple more years down the road. Yes, Burrow's going to get paid, and that's how you look at that. Again, Justin Herbert kind of set the bar. Can Dixon, yeah, but can Burrow reach that bar? Is he going to reach that bar? That's an interesting question. And Chase. Chase is the one get paid. Higgins is the one get paid. And again, the Bengals, that's why so many players are taking less, less money because they know that Burrow is the offensive leader. Chase, Higgins, they're the big picture on offense. Dixon knows that he's like, he's like, He's the second-class citizen, basically. But he knows, he knows that, he knows that if he gets cut or goes somewhere else, he's he may not have the opportunity he has with the Bengals right now. But again, I've told everybody I thought the Bengals' opportunity kind of closed last season. They had a chance to do it. Now again, the opportunity is sort of still there, but the Bengals' defense is my biggest concern moving forward. It's a big concern for me. And again, I think. If they had Von Bell, or like, you know, Von Bell and Justin Bates still around, yes, I would give them a better chance to come back this year and do it again. But again, it's a concern for me. It's a huge concern. But for, for, the, you know, for the Bengals, for Mixon, I get it. You want to do the right thing. You're looking, looking to move some money around and try to get your, you know, try to get the ownership to get more money to give to maybe these three guys. I get it. I understand it. But again, I'm sure Mixon deep down inside. I'm sure I'm sure the other running backs in the league have probably are shaking their heads and wondering why Joe did what he did. Not because to save money for, you know, for the future players. But again, it's like well, Joe, um, we're becoming obsolete. Why take a cut and pay? You should tell Mick, you should tell him, hey, won't you go talk to some of the other guys on your team and not, you know, and get money from them. Watch it come to me and get money. And again, I'm sure that's what I'm sure that fellow. I'm sure there's a few running backs that have not really come out and publicly said that. But again, I'm sure that's where that's that's going to go. And again, I guess like I said, Dixon's kind of stuck in between the rock and the hard place when it comes when it comes to that. But again, with Joe, I no issue him taking the cut and pay. I'm sure, and I'm sure Joe makes enough money to, you know, I'm sure he makes enough money to, to set comfortably. If he makes right investments, does this and does, doesn't blow his money, I'm sure Joe will be fine the rest of, the rest of his life. But again, I get what Joe is doing. I don't really have an issue with it. But again, it's going to be if he's part of that, you know, running back. If he's part of the running back, you know, room, and you you look around and, and your running backs are taking a cut, a cut and pay. Nobody thinks the running game is what it once was anymore. Then again. But again, bottom line is you still need a running game to certainly win some type of championship. You need a running game to win a championship. I know we're all blown up offensively, but again, you still need a running game to win a championship. And again, Mixon, Mixon's still part of the Cincinnati piece of, of the offensive puzzle. He still is. But for my man Joe, Joe's got to be a lot more consistent. And I think deep down inside, I think the upper brass, deep down inside knows that Joe can be an inconsistent player. He, he is inconsistent. Not saying he's not talent there. There's always been talent there, but he's inconsistent. But he's inconsistent. And I think that's also a part of the brass is thinking that he's, incons he's inconsistent. But again, again, Joe is still part of the still part of the piece of that puzzle. And again, but Joe, my man, I understand. I understand. You did what you did. My hats off to you.
you're looking at a bigger picture. There's nothing wrong with looking at the bigger picture. The only problem is, can you reach that bigger picture? And that's what it's going to come down to now. If the Bengals go out here and win a Super Bowl, then hey, then maybe Joe did the right thing. But the Bengals, they falter, don't make the playoffs, then you have to wonder, then I'm sure that you have to wonder, did Joe do the right decision after all? Now, we're talking about running back and the Colts now. The Colts with the Jonathan Taylor situation and his ankle and their possibility he wants to be traded, they went outside, Kenan Drake, they just signed him the other day. Now, Drake played for the Ravens last year. Drake had some moments, moments for the Ravens last year. Now, again, again, Drake was signed for simply, simply this. Again, Taylor is, Taylor's hurt. You've lost, you've lost Zach Moss for what, four to six weeks. He's going to probably sit out the first, I don't have any, you know, have any, he might sit out the first few weeks of the season. So if Taylor is still hurt by then, his ankle has not healed. Um, let's say for the sake of argument, he gets traded, and there's been rumors that teams are interested in, in him in him that has been rumored um you know and Boston's come back now Drake comes in comes into the equation now granted Kenyon Drake is not Jonathan Taylor by any stretch of imagination no again Drake has had some points in his career where he has he has done he has done okay for himself but again the Colts are in a situation where they got to cover their butts because if Taylor's not completely healthy by then then and Moss is gonna miss, you know, a significant amount of time. I mean, he could be back by week one, that's a possibility, but if he's got a missing amount of time, Taylor is still hurt and he still wants to be traded, then uh, you know, then again, Drake Drake becomes the I'm not gonna say Drake would be the number one running back. I think Deion Jackson would be the number one running back if that happens. Drake could be number two, but again, Again, the Colts have basically this is the cover your butts type of type of move here. Again, certainly going to go ahead and get Zeke. He probably wouldn't fit the system. Fournette, but again, if you try to get Fournette and you try to get, I don't see you bringing Dalvin Cook in um, and Kareem Hunt, you're going to pay them probably a little bit more money than you would Drake. Just saying. But again, I get the move is basically you're trying to, yeah, this is the cover your butts just in case you cannot sign that. This thing, you know, continues to. But yeah, basically, this is to, this is to pretty much cover, you know, cover our butts. Now, basically, I'm not going to. For fans and football fans, I'm not going to jump on the, the Kenyan Drake bandwagon by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Now, if again, this is the Taylor. Now, again, with this is the big problem. If Taylor, now, granted, if Taylor. Ankle is, is healthy by then. He will certainly be the number. He'll be the week one starter, hands down, no questions asked. If Moss, you know, if Moss is healthy, he'll be number two. And I don't see him keeping Drake around. But again, this is all to cover our butts, and that's exactly what this this move is. Is do so is to cover our, ourselves, basically any way we can see, any way we can see fit. Now, hopefully, hopefully, Taylor's ankle gets gets better. But again, you have to wonder. Uh, you have to wonder if Taylor's days with the Colts are numbered. Um, certainly, if they are numbered, then then Zach Moss will be the new number one running back. But again, with Drake, this is basically to this is just an insurance policy. 
And for the Colts, it seems like the situation gets worse and worse with the Jonathan Taylor situation as days go by. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.